Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, welcome back to another episode of the Heel Podcast. I'm your host, as always, Alex Heel, alongside me, the insider to the insiders. <laughs> Tyler Keel. For those that don't know, we are recording this at 8.51 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. It's almost like a normal radio show, Alex. Nice little morning show here. Pitter-patter, get at the day. Coffee is garbage. Whoever made it should be shot. You. Oh, well, you know. But... It's okay. Hey, you're not the one that's going on a back-to-back here, buddy. Like, I I did... A back-to-back. I I finished up the last show with Harrison last night, less than 12 hours ago. I don't want to hear it. Great guy, Harrison. Great guy, Harrison. Thank you. Of course, once again, thank you very much, Harrison Watt, who joined me yesterday. Be sure to click the one down below, whatever you're listening to, and check out our Frozen 4 preview, because that's got a few good matchups this weekend. Yeah. Not the Final 4 preview. That's over. Oh, yeah. Congratulations to Virginia, winning their first national title. I yeah, think, I think. No, I don't think it's their first national title. I think it is. I thought it is because I swore I heard because they were playing the clips back on. I was when I drove and to take my car to the shop this morning. I was hearing on the radio that they were talking about it and Virginia's first national in overtime too against a Texas Tech team that had not allowed anyone to score. Like everyone just caught the flu bug against them. It seemed likely shooting wise. Shout out to all you Michigan and Michigan State fans that were watching the tournament and wondered where your offense went. Well, um, yes, folks, we were not prepared to talk about basketball on a hockey show. Are you shocked? No. Shocker, Alex. I don't think it's the sw- first one. I swear it is. But, you know, obviously, th- it was good for the program after the complete upset that they had last year getting eliminated in the first round to... Who did they lose to in the first round? It was it was a really... N- n- well, not necessarily a crappy team, but... The just, UMBC last yeah, year. Yeah, that's who... UMBC last year. Everyone remembers that. Yeah, complete upset, but good for them winning the national championship. Um, that's definitely an Nope, account. yep, it was their first national title. Was it really? Okay. It was their third Final Four appearance, but... Okay. But anyways, first one save. Anyways, sorry. Kind of unfortunate for Texas Tech, though. You know. Hey, you know, it's funny. A three seed's looked at as, like, an underdog. But I'm like, dude. It they, really is, though. They made it to this point. Auburn, if I had Auburn won, yes. Auburn have been different. But, hey, man, you have to get there. And yeah. No. They got there. And I think this was the first time that Texas Tech ever actually made it to the championship, I think championship so. game. They almost did the thing, man. They, they almost, almost did the thing. Congratulations did. to both teams to making it that far and being able to play on that massive stage, quite literally and metaphorically. Because the stage is big and uh, Minnesota's big and, yeah. Yeah, that's what happens when you play in a stadium. Remember when uh, Frozen 4 actually did that? Remember they went to Ford Field and they only had like half the stadium because they realized that they could not fit 80, th- like there weren't going to be like 60,000 hockey fans. Exactly. For a tournament There's, where there was no, I think Miami was the only CCHA team at the time. Yeah, not to mention another. If thing. Michigan had made it, it would been different. Yeah. If it was less of a neutral site, then it'd be one thing. Well, that's why the Frozen Four is going to be interesting this weekend because it's Buffalo and you have two teams from Hockey East. and It should be fun. It should be really fun. Uh, talking about things that aren't fun, well, kind of fun for us getting to report on them. Well, uh, not really report, but it happened yesterday. Well, excuse me. Um, Phil, so, well, Sunday, pardon me. Sunday, yes. Um, Sunday, Sunday. Yes, Phil Housley uh, in Buffalo was fired. Uh, Bob Buffner. No, Bogner, sorry. Is it Bogner? Yeah, it's Bogner. You see, but I always it see looks the I know GH. GH, I know. It's the GH. Bill Bogner in Florida uh, has been fired. 
And Ken Hitchcock will not be returning as a head coach, but as an advisor. So looking at the, let's quick run through the three of them. Um, Housley, yes, that's a deserved firing because Buffalo was one of the best teams in the league and they fell to one of the worst again. Like if you look at their second half, they would be, if they had played like the second half of the season the entire year, you know what? The year of Jack Eichel's tanking would have looked pretty darn good compared to this team. This team was brutal. B-R-U-T-U-L. That's how bad they were. So Halsey deserves to get the boot. Bogner is interesting because Bogner had one of the best offenses in the league, one of the best power plays. Alexander Barkov was lighting up numbers. He just couldn't get a save. The team just couldn't get a stop. Luongo's old and James Reimer was an 850, I think. Here's the thing, though. Bogner doesn't have the stash. Oh, gosh. You know what? Before we get into Ken Hitchcock, because well, obviously we can talk about that for a bit with Edmonton and that whole situation. Well, here's a, we'll, we'll give no, a little teaser I here. Wanna, we'll give, we'll give a little teaser. We'll, we'll get a little teaser oh. here. Kenny Hitchcock, and there's a lot of talk, of course, about if the Oilers don't improve about Connor McDavid asking for a trade. That'll be a summer episode. That'll be a postseason episode. Nope. Well, Connor, well, Connor McDavid re- released that statement where he doesn't want to leave. He wants to be part of the solution. You're right, because he said that because of all of the speculation. We'll talk about that. That'll be a debate for later, after the playoffs. After the playoffs. Do we have to go back to the last episode that I was on where if he's lying to the public, I don't respect him no more? Talking about the CWHL thing? Yeah. Yeah, no. Well, that's a whole kit and caboodle in itself. And, I mean, we, don't I lie to, to people. I talked a little bit about that uh, when I did the CHL preview last week. Two episodes in a row by myself. It was, probably, it was kind of peaceful. A lot of editing, though. <laughs> yeah, a lot of editing of, crap, what I just say? Crap. <laughs> Oh, what dang. I, what am I supposed to be talking about? How much am I supposed to bet? But, yes, Alex, the stash. The stash. The stash of the Q. Big has Q. Hit the FLA, the Flowrider stash. Joel Quinville is the official head coach of the Florida Panthers. Oh, boy. Oh. Joel Quinville. Um, you know, the one an, who's doing shot skis with the Bears fans. Yep, absolutely. He what took, was he going to do with in Florida? The Dolphins are like 45 minutes away. Because my okay, Miami and Sunrise, oh, they're so close, whatever. Have you driven in Miami's traffic? It's literally Chicago just in the south. No, but You're, well. Are you trying to look it up now? I want to look up where Florida actually plays. They play in Sunrise. They play in BB&T Center. It's oh, if you're in Sunrise, there's plenty of clubs and stuff. No, there's not. No, Fort Lauderdale, yes, but Fort Lauderdale. It's Fort Lauderdale is close. It's a hop and a skip. Hop and hop and a skip. Yep. Yes, if you're down there, it's about an hour and a half. But yes, no. Has Quinville ever had a tan? Yeah. Of course, then you look at the Marcus. He's coached. He's coached in Colorado. He's coached in St. Louis. Joe Quinville's had a tan. Colorado. Coaching Colorado again. And yeah, that or he's just really red when he's angry. Oh, he's always, yeah, he's going to burn. But Joel Quinville uh, took an interview not too long ago, and, well, basically he was asked what kind of team he was looking to go and coach. And he answered with, quote, I want to be a part of an organization that has potential for a Stanley Cup. Now. Now. That's why people were saying Philly because of their style and the way Quinville could have had it. But Philadelphia was an option. But Philly's a little bit away. Um, I think Nashville was kind of on the table, but they didn't really want to change their head well, coaching department. Of, I don't know why you get rid of Laviolette. No. no there's no good Laviolette's reason. been doing great stuff there. Just because but, their offense and their power play is stunk does not mean you get rid of Laviolette. Right. No and there's there's been a few situations where, or a few teams where it was questionable, you know, they're 
could Quenville go there? Could he not go there? Do you really want to change the coaching situation there? Do you want to, you know, disrupt what you already have? Because there have been, there are a lot of Stanley Cup contenders. Um, people were screaming for Babcock's head and bring in Quenville, that kind of stuff. Okay, I was not screaming for Quenville. I was just screaming for someone to change. Now, yes, would have been Quenville been nice, but no, yes. Babcock's still a good coach. However, anywho, that, but yes, Florida jumped on the ball and Quenville said, you know what? There's an offensive talent team here. But here is the underlying X factor of bringing in Joel Quinville. Now, come July 1st, you got Bobrovsky and Panarin. Going to coach, and Panarin, of course, remember, playing in Chicago, he knows what it's like to play in Quinville. And Panarin only got traded because, remember, Kane and Taves wanted Sodback. Panarin wanted to go back to Chicago to play with Quinville. Now, Quinville's down in Chicago or Florida. Panarin knows what he has. He can poke over at Bob and say, hey, sir, hey, Bobrovsky, guess what? Go down to Florida. We're going to win. Because guess what? If Bobrovsky can make a save for that team with the offense they're going to have, if they add Panarin, and yes, an, a very young and un- inexperienced defense, Aaron Ekblad has plateaued as a, as a, in his development, but still, offensively, that team is dominant. You get a save here and there. Florida's a playoff team. They really are. And you and- put, uh, yes, Bobro- yes, it's going to be contracts you're going to have to work out. Those are going to be real tough deals. But not, and yes, Bobby Lou is going to have to go out the door. I'm sorry, you have to figure something out. But now with a NHL Stanley Cup head coach behind the bench in Florida, you're going to see a lot of prospects looking their way. That's, oh, absolutely! It was the effect with when Babcock first came to the Leafs. Mm-hmm. You saw players that maybe not wouldn't want to sign. I mean, now like I they said, did because they see the talent and the fact that Babcock can be a good coach. Yeah, and, and there's there's people. Um, Oh, I don't know. I forgot who they talked about on the Steve Dingle podcast episode. Um, the one guy that signed for about one hundred and twenty-five grand just to be on the Marlies skipped out two draft years. You know who I'm talking about? Uh, if what? You said, if you said the name, I'd be able to. You see, I can't remember the name. But needless to say, people want to be a part of that organization. I think that is going to be so- also the case in Florida. And you know what? This is Dave, or excuse me, this is Dale Talon's masterpiece. Both these guys hooked up and did great stuff in Chicago, and now they're looking to do the same thing in Florida. It's going to be interesting, like I said, because Florida's always my dark horse. This this team, if Luongo had, unfortunately, Luongo just didn't visit the Fountain of Youth or he dried it up, whatever. So they could have been a team that could have made the playoffs. Right. They, they had, and, like, and, and that's with if Roberto Luongo the past has a, three coaches being first-time head coaches in if, the NHL. If Luongo had a 920 save percentage, or excuse me, 920, if he had a 900 save percentage, Florida's a playoff team. Unfortunately, him and James, love James' death, by the way. Congratulations, James, in April, new baby. April had, they finally had the, pop out. They had their new baby last week. Congratulations to them. But if the, sorry, I completely diverted the fact that I was bashing James Reimer just a half second ago. But if they just had made a save here and there, they would have been a better team. Now you have the prospect of bringing in a good goaltender. Yeah. I mean, watch out, guys. Florida may not be a dark horse next year. Right. They they may be kicking tail. Well, Florida also kind of got screwed out with the expansion draft with Vegas. They lost a okay. few key pieces. That's because they were idiots. Because well, all the GM3, it's like, hey, if we just give them some of these dumb players and contracts, and yeah, we don't need Jonathan Merge, so Riley Smith's going to be a nobody. Exactly. Oh, no. Leaving scores. <laughs> yeah, basically, you, you done, done diddly screwed. You sure you got to get rid of Bobby Lou? Remember, don't forget, but, guys, Roberto uh, Luongo was available in that expansion draft. Yeah, Change. but nobody wanted him. They already had Flurry. They had their eyes on Flurry, and Pittsburgh wasn't protecting. Him. And they got Calvin Picker, then leaves come. Anyway, sorry, divert and path. Um, but great stuff going on in Florida. 
Um, moving on here. We should quickly mention here that teams still looking for coaches are Anaheim, Edmonton. Oh, so Anaheim, because they're uh, no intention of saying re- re-signing. According to Bob McKenzie, now no re-signing Randy Carlisle. Um, are you shocked? No, of course not. <laughs> Edmonton, Ottawa. Um, I'd like to see Mark Crawford get a chance for one season just because the way he got that team and the young players around him to play. Um, the way Shabbat, Thomas, Hot Sam Bacho really came on. Sam like, Bacho. I mean, the young players, despite the team not doing well, they were playing well. And Anders Nielsen was playing some pretty good games in net. Yep. You know, who knows with that. Philadelphia is not bringing their interim head coach back. And like I said, Buffalo and, of course, Los Angeles as well because Willie Desjardins out the door. Thank goodness he can keep Kovalchuk for two more years then. But there is looks, though, and there is lots of, uh, not say controversy, but questions. Controversy. 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 Well, well, well what's the controversy then, Bug? <laughs> well, Todd McClellan's been on the market since he was last fired mm-hmm. by the Edmonton Oilers because mm-hmm. Peter Shirelli realized he's not doing a good job, so he decided to use him as a scapegoat. Yep. However, McClellan's looking for a job. Yeah. And there's a couple places that are open for jobs. And he's a solid coach. Good coach. Great coach. Nice guy. Good teeth. Good teeth. Good gray hair, too. He's got he's got the square head. The fact that his beard goes directly, like, color-wise with his head, like he's, his hair. He's got that perfect. small little mustache, too. He does. It's, it's not it's, like it's a, it's a tasteful stash. Ever not, since, not the Quinville. No, it, it's a tasteful just... It's funny, when we went from San Jose to Edmonton, his hair, his gray hair just went up by like 200%. Oh, yeah. <laughs> he left Detroit, went to San Jose. Okay, we're a good team. And went to Edmonton. He's like, I'm going to die. But uh, there are multiple reports going around. Bob McKenzie, Frege, the whole nine yards. Ooh. Good buddy Frege, of course. He told me himself. He made sure he You're looked. not buddies he's with keep, Elliot Friedman. He's keeping me in the loop. Buffalo Sabres and Los Angeles. were two. I was hearing L.A. first. L.A. was the first prospect for McClellan. Which made it interesting. Don't, don't do it, Todd. Don't do it. But now, according to Bob McKenzie, McClellan, who was going on a family trip, is now making it a family-slash-business trip as... To was, L.A.? No. L.A.? No, because... To L.A. Um, I'm going to use the quote here from his tweet. What started as a family trip will now be a family-slash-business trip with McClellan expected to meet with Buffalo hierarchy. If all yes! Goes well, if all goes well, he certainly could be the next head coach in Buffalo, though my understanding is at this moment nothing is 100% firm yet vis-a-vis McClellan and Buffalo, Los Angeles. So it's not for sure yet. However... Oh, my goodness. Think about it, though. If you pay attention to how Todd McClellan runs his defense... Rasmus Dahlin is going to be perfect. And Ristolainen won't be a complete turd. Exactly. Well, okay, he'll be a turd, but he won't be a total turd. This is what I think. I think people have a bad perception of Todd McClellan just because based on his resume with Edmonton, as they are his most Don't pre- forget, most San Jose, yes, team. you're right. San Jose could never win within his time that they couldn't get no, the job. They be- couldn't get the job done. But then don't forget, Antti Niemi by the end of it was absolutely garbage. Oh, yeah. Antti Niemi showed that the reason why he was good and why he won a Stanley Cup in Chicago and why he had good years after Nabokov left and he came to San Jose is because he had a stellar team in front of him. Right. It was the nature of the situation. And I think he he lost a lot of, you know, credit when he pl- when he was coaching Edmonton. But he did a lot of good things What there. could he have done? Exactly. He did. How the, do you deal with a $7 million Lucic? He's like a seven-year-old trying to make a house with seven Lego blocks. You're doing the best with what you got. It may not look pretty, but you could 
kind of build it. He you just got, got use got, your imagination. Imagination. And my imagination says go to Buffalo because that would be really as much as much be as successful. I, as much as I, if hate, Tom McClellan goes to Buffalo, they're a playoff team. They I really should have been. A, okay, they, yes, I they, really think so. They were they, that close this year. Well, things happened. Things okay, happened. Okay, they were this close for about. They looked. Fi- they 50 looked seconds. like they looked like a playoff team for forty games, and then just like the Leafs of, you know what, eight or five years ago, six years ago, they well six years ago they made the playoffs, but like 2014, 2015, just absolutely fell off a cliff, as Brian Burke used to call it, the old eighteen wheeler going off the side of a cliff. But yeah, it's, I think really Buffalo would be a good fit, just because, like you said, the talent's already there. You just need to need some some captain to steer the ship in the right direction. And Jack Eichel is probably sick of all these coaches coming in and out. Dan Bilesma didn't work out. Phil Housley looked good for about a cup of coffee. Speaking of which, a cup of coffee. But I like McClellan. I like the style he brings. He did, Like I said, he took an Edmonton team that, as we've seen, should never have been in the playoffs in 2017. Right. It, it produced so much false hope in that organization. It was like when the Oilers made it in 06. That team had no business being in the finals, but they did. Oilers had no business being in the in the playoffs in 17. They had a good year. Connor McDavid actually had some support scoring. Connor McDavid is still one of the best players in the National Hockey League. He looks like he's 45 now at the end of all this. But going back to Buffalo, if McClellan signs in Buffalo, the Oilers are going to look like garbage and Buffalo's going to be in the playoffs. You know, the worst part about it, though, well, okay. That we keep bashing Edmonton, even though they're completely irrelevant now. Well, yeah, but the city of champions are relevant. Actually, Eskimos are starting up here soon. Yes, they are. CFL. Um, but no, I mean, obviously for Buffalo, they their original guy was to go with Quinville, and obviously that didn't work out. So well, everyone was looking at Quinville. Well, yeah, he's a, he's a great coach. There, there was so talks McClellan- that Philly was going to get him after they got rid of the um, who they fire in the regular. Um, but no, when they were looking for a coach and during the season, they were going to go for him. Right, but I think. <sighs> but Quinville said that after too many shot skis. <laughs> Tom McClellan's a great coach. Great. And he's going to bring in his entire team because that's what coaches do. They bring in their team that they trust, and it's going to be it's going to be Quenville's coaching staff. But my my utopian brain is like Todd McClellan, okay, and and Phil Housley. Just just have Phil Housley be the assistant coach because you have to remember he is one of the best assistant coaches on record in the NHL. And he did a period. And he did a lot of the good stuff that he did with Nashville was amazing. The stuff he did with the World Junior team. Yes, he he's a fantastic assistant coach. He's not a head coach. Well, if you take McClellan and Housley together, that's a tandem duo. You have two great coaches side by side, side by side. Being able to work together, but obviously, you know, you never know. I think Housley might also be in the situation of he doesn't want to be working there anymore because he just got fired as the head coach. You give you're given that opportunity that as a coach you dream of doing, being in the elite professional hockey league, and you get taken down like that. But at the same time, go work go work for like Washington or something. You're an assistant coach. You're still making bank. He still has an entire agent that handles his contracts. He made a lot of money playing. I mean, it helps. Yeah, exactly. I, hey, it's if hockey's an old boys club, you can go to Washington, you can go to Calgary just because. Washington is looking for an assistant coach. I mean, yeah. I don't know why not. Because they... Uh, no, I said I, I, I said I don't know why not. Oh, yeah. 
but no, they're they're looking for an assistant coach, and I think St. Louis is. Um, Saint, well, St. Louis is well, looking Bob, for a new director of hockey ops. Edmonton, well, Edmonton was. They, everyone thought they were. Actually, no, no, no. They team. were going to be looking for a new director of hockey ops if they didn't make the playoffs. And Bob said something about St. Louis looking for a new coach. And I'm like, is that a really – and I saw the tweet and I – It was. That was a legitimate – I really thought for some – like, wait, was that a typo? No, they're actually looking for a permanent head coach, which is – Which which makes sense. Makes sense. But is that something you want leaked out to the public during the playoffs? Right before your – after, uh, after the turnaround that you've had and made it all the way to what literally, if you played that way the entire year, like I said, well, we'll get to, okay, excuse me, we'll get to St. Louis later. It Sorry. was probably one of those situations where it's like, hey, by the way, if you can keep this off the record, and then insider, said, and yeah. then said something to a reporter who, by the way, or someone who overheard it, lives or something. lives on off the record. Dude, there's okay. Every people understand this. When you're when you are these like I work at Davenport, so I get all the information on all the play, on all the coaches and players stuff like that. Yeah. There's a lot of things that are held off the record. It's true. There's there's no question about it. Here's the problem though. You got to be careful where you say it and who you say it to. That's Correct. why there is a massive amount of trust. That's why when if you ever talk to Fridge, I've talked to him before about it. Oh there's a lot Lord. of there's no he's he's told, said it before, but there's a lot of people you always rub the wrong way. Right. The best part is when you get friends in the business, whatever. And let's be honest, there are some, uh, there are some insiders, Mackenzie, CJ, Kiprios, the whole nine yards. All those guys have people that will never talk to them. However, they have people within those organizations that will talk to them. Exactly. And if you ever overhear one thing wrong, if someone accidentally hears something that's not supposed to be heard, that stuff's going to get leaked. Whether you say yeah. OTR or not, it's going to happen. It's, it may get out. Well, that's why, that's why with the stuff that I'm doing, you know, a little bit down south, I've been talking to the Battle Creek Inquirer, and I'm not going to say anything that I don't want on the record, because no. I don't have that relationship yet. Right, and also because they won't tell you that either. Exactly. They'll tell you, you know, they'll keep you, they'll say, like, oh, this is happening, but we can't tell you what it is. That's just how it works. Right. There's a lot of ins and you, outs. You can give hints to stuff. That way they can try to build a story off it. But you're not – don't tell them the thing. Tell them something about the thing but not the thing. Like there Think were, national treasure, okay? Like, we want invisible ink. Like, like Letters. When, it's behind the letter. Well, like Alex – 17. When, when Davenport was building the football stadium, there, oh, were yeah. a, there were a lot of things in that that people still don't know about. Oh, yeah. And there's – Like how off the record it was supposed to be the pr- practice facility. And how off the record the acres around it, that was supposed to be the stadium. You're doing a really good job of this off the record, Mrs. Alex. Dude, I don't care. <laughs> well, they, I, I've hey, ta- there's I've ta- plenty of land back there you can build a hockey rink now. Just saying. Just saying, Paul, if you're ever listening to the show. Oh, no, he wants his hockey rink. You're darn right he does. You better want the dang thing because we can become an NCAA D1 team. You really could. I mean, by the uh, D2 coach. What's his name? What's his name? What's his name? Greener? Greener, yes. No, Greener's. <laughs> I want him. I'm gonna pay. No, no, Greener is banned from the show because every time Tampa beats the Leafs, I get gifts and emojis of lightning bolts and lightning strikes and all that. Lightning bolt, lightning bolt. That's all I ever get from. No, I, I want him no, on the show no. and I want to pay him five thousand dollars to be my coach. Last thir- last Thursday after the Leafs lost to Tampa, I get two text messages just that out of the blue. I haven't talked to Greener probably. Can since, we have him on the show, please? Since Greener, since. Since the Panthers got knocked out of Rangers, I haven't talked to him since. Oh, come on. He I'll texts me and just has him on and I'm like, oh, hi, Greener. Nice to see you, too. How was the kid? Oh, yeah, nothing, of course. Just Tampa Bay Lightning. That's all that matters. Tampa. Tampa. Lightning bolt. 
Do you think he'd like to coach down south? He's from Florida. That's no. why. No, 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 no. You wouldn't think dude, so. He, he's got all. He's got work. He's working in Graha. He's got the Panthers. He does a lot, dude. dude. Okay. He's got a full time job, a very comfortable job. A well, kid. I'm asking his wife. I'm just asking. Ain't gonna, you can go ask him. I dare you. I'd be like, hey. No, you won't. No, you won't. I like no, your work. Can I get an autograph? Yeah, exactly. That's Jokes all. Jokes on you. The autograph's a contract. Ah! <laughs> Evil loopholes. It's called a breach of contract. Anyways. Uh, where are we going with this? Oh, yeah, playoffs! 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 Talking about playoffs? Talking about the playoffs! 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 Well, we are an Eastern biased kind of show. No, we're just. Okay. It's not Eastern biased. It's called. You're right. It's a Toronto Maple Leafs biased. <laughs> Anyways, but the. Well, we're just going from east to west. Sunrise in the east, sets in the west. Sunrise, Those were our gosh darn sunset. titles of episodes. Sunrise, sunset. Lion King, right? Yeah. Yeah, okay. I was making sure I had it right. I'm done with my coffee, but it hasn't Come kicked on, in yet. Come on, Dad. Come on, Dad. Oh, you turn. You gotta get up. Come on, gotta get up. What have you done, Simba? Oh, I didn't do anything. I was just sitting here. Anyway, sorry. Onward and upward. I wish I was never born. You, you and me both, both cowboy. Oh, Mike McCray. The Atlantic Division. So, um... Anyways. Tampa Bay Lightning. Um, Dub bolts. Nah, I don't think that's ever. Dub bolts. Lightning bolt. They are in first round going up against Columbus. The President Trophy. The President Trophy winning team that won the President's Trophy in early March. Get off my rocker, please. Holy smokes. They won all three games between the two teams in the regular season. And even if Columbus who stacked up. Remember, don't forget, folks, Columbus, who sold the farm to get Dezingle, Duchesne, Adam McQuaid, who is out for the Blue Jackets, uh, still with their call in a head injury, so concussion, he's still been out for a while. Barely squeaked in. My goodness. I wanted Montreal. Okay, oh, first of all, we should probably mention this. Congratulations to Ryan Paling of the Montreal Canadiens. First NHL game, Saturday night, Bob Cole's last game, gets a Hattie, gets the shootout winner, and he's going to get traded. No, he's not. Oh, yeah, he is. He's, dude, he's totally coming back. For, if you're Montreal, you are going with that. I'm just bummed that, like, man, that game, that, that game was a massive game of shinny. I just want to say congratulations to Montreal, at least for Ryan Paling, to get an opportunity. It stinks. I wanted Montreal to get in. I really did. I thought. That would have been so cool. I mean, they would have had to play Tampa and probably got smacked around in the first round, but. The only way I would want Montreal to be in the playoffs is if they played the first round against the Leafs. Okay, you people have been saying that for fifty years, Alex. It's it's a dream. It's a dream. It's it's always fun well, to watch two Canadian teams go at it in the playoffs. Everyone forgets that on the season on the last game of the regular season in twenty thirteen, if Boston won, it would have been four and five Montreal and Toronto in the first round. Correct. And that was the year that Toronto Toronto handled Montreal. And they lost. Boston lost. And we all know what happened after that. Yep. And Montreal, of course, got smacked by Ottawa in that first round, too. Mm-hmm. So that would have been, certainly been interesting. But anyways, back to this series. Um, there, I think Columbus has a couple, maybe a game or two that they'll win. I like – it's Bobrovsky, though. He's he's played unreal at times. It's going to come down to goaltending. You have Vasilevsky, who won the most games in the regular season, 39 wins. But he's not the most solid goalie in I the think, playoffs. Dude, there's no way Vasilevsky doesn't get Vesna. I think cause no. it's going to be tough. 
It's, okay, do you want to give the Vesna to a goalie just because he made the playoffs, or do you want to give it to a goalie that's done the best with what he's got? I'm still a John Gibson fan. I got people at my new job that are diehard at like Anaheim fans and like Gibson for Vesna. If anybody else wins the Vesna, it's a sham. Well, well then that because that, he's such okay. a great goal. Then you can get into the debate of having Connor McDavid win the heart again. Connor but, McDavid does de- deserve the heart. He it, does, but it'll be. I, I'm not quite sure. How, I mean, it's kind of it's kind of unfortunate that only one player gets to win the heart every like season, basically. Right. But if he deserves it, he deserves it. If you're the best, you deserve to get a trophy. Um, That's why John Gibson's should... a great goalie. It's, it's a shame that he didn't get to play in the playoffs because I think a lot of people would like well, that. Well, it's They, they played on freaking real these he, past couple games of the he, regular season. Well, yes. A lot of teams do that, Alex. They're like, of... oh, my God, we're just going to throw on the Jets. Yeah, we'll get to them in a minute. But in terms of having Bobrovsky, I mean, this could be if Bobrovsky, I think, because I forgot how the voting works for the Providers Hockey Association to determine who gets the awards. And I know the ballots are already passed out. Bob McKenzie mentioned that yes. in his last show. But it's going to come down to the goaltender. If Bobrovsky can steal the show, that's the only way Columbus has a chance. I just don't think the team, which with all the talent they have, there's just not enough camaraderie to get a, the job done against a dominant Tampa team. Like I said, Columbus may win one or two games. However, Victor Hedman is still, it's a question if he's 100%. He should be back by game one. He'll play. Ryan Whether Ka- or not he's, even if he's like 80%, well, here's the thing: If play. you're looking at a series like this, obviously you don't want Columbus to get any momentum. Because Columbus almost, remember, Columbus almost did it last year against Washington. Right. But they are dangerous. You have Ryan Callahan who's questionable. Dan Girardi, who is, let's be honest, a plug at this point, he's questionable. But Anton Strawman's also questionable for game one. Doubtful, more or less. You need to have Hedman in there. I think Hedman will just slow things. He'll, <laughs> he'll calm things down and give, whether or not he's at 100%, just don't, you know, play him game one, see how it goes. If you have to offload his minutes the rest of the way, fine. It's not like the rest of the defense is piss poor. Right. Um, and, of course, like I said, you still have Vasilevsky back there. And you right. have the offensive front, Kucherov, who's won the Art Ross Trophy with 126 mm-hmm. points. Then again, when you're playing with Stamkos every night, yeah, you're going to score a few times. Yeah, just a few. Keep your stick on the ice, you're going to score. But, yeah, no, I, th- I think Tampa really – well. I'll give Columbus well, benefit of the doubt. I think they win too. So I'm going to pick Tampa in six. Are we going to do all of our predictions, like, as we go? Yeah, we'll, we'll do the rounds, but, like... Yeah, no, Tampa and six. Tampa and six? Yeah, I agree. I, I, don't, I don't think Columbus has enough to make three games out of it. I want them... Win games three and four, make it interesting. Win both games. Because I just want... Uh, I th- hey, I, you want the cannon? Take the cannon. I've got a cannon. It's got a cannon! It's coming in the mail. Oh, man. It's... And by coming in the mail, it's going to the rink. No kidding. But, no, I, I really... I love... I want Columbus to do well, but... I just... <laughs> playing Tampa, dude. Yeah. And here's the thing, though. Remember, everyone always says, oh, best one of the, they tied the most wins in the regular season, 62 wins. Well, guess what, people? The Wings in 96 yep. won 62 games. So, everyone, all you Tampa fans, congratulations. I won the 2020 Stanley Cup. Right. Now, let's close out the Atlantic Division with Boston versus Toronto, part trois. All right, here we go again, folks. Can we just... Re- All right, let's go... We're Four gonna, games in the regular season. We should replay last year's preview and just Boston, say the same thing once again. I mean, basically. Except Thomas Mechanics was the center, fourth line center. Right. Uh, Boston won three out of the four regular season games between the two teams. Handedly. 
Yes. People forget that. It's like they won three out of four. Both games in Boston were just mass. They were the Boston Massacres. Right. Except the other way around. Not the people in Boston were getting murdered. People in Boston were murdering the other people. I mean, people were, they were, they were, I mean, the people in Boston that were murdering people, they were still in Boston. It was just. Well, okay. They, they, were, they were wearing well, the red. The colonists were killed in 1773, or seven, no, 1770, 1770. No. 73 was the Tea Party. 71? Before sure. the Revolutionary War ever started. Look it up, please, Alex. I'm pretty sure. No, 1770. That's my final answer. Because the Tea Party is, like I said, 73. But they just beat him. Of course, then again, oh! 1770. Ah, uh, March 5th, 1770 on King Street in Boston. Dang it. Give it. Give her. But the thing is about it is that, of course, both those games were on second half of back-to-backs. And Sparksy played both Right. Of them. So... You know, there's that. Benefit to look of the at. doubt. But both teams are better than the last time these two have met. Since l- last year, yes. Right. They are better. Boston's not a one line team. Right. Boston has Jake DeBrusque. Boston has two or three lines now. Not all not all four. Toronto has a deep lineup. They have all four lines. But, but the, here's the thing. Both teams have not been playing great. Boston's won six out of their last four. They had a pretty good march, but then, like I said, the tail end of the season, they kind of had some struggles. The Leafs went seven, eight, and three since March first. They Ugh. went three, four, and three in the last ten. Gross. I just don't. And I'm not going to do my picks. I'm going to do my Herb Street picks. I'm going to call oh, them Kirk Lord. Herb Street picks. I hate. So pick- what you're telling me is you want Toronto to win, but you're not going to say it. Well, yes. Well, okay. So for those that don't know, up in the north of the border, college game day every Saturday morning of the college football season. They do their picks, whatever, at the end of the show. I love watching them because Lee Corso, of course, he's still great. Lee Corso is the Don Cherry, except he's not as angry all the time. He's, but, the, he's the Don Cherry of college football. Yes, except he's not as angry. He doesn't call people a bunch of jerks. But, the, <laughs> but Kirk Herbstreit always does a game Saturday night with Chris Fowler on ESPN or ABC, whatever. Yeah. The ESPN Family Networks. So whenever he whenever it comes to pick that game, he just gives his points. He doesn't pick he the doesn't team. He doesn't pick the team. So for this, I'm going to do a Herbstreit pick. Okay, go for it. Listen. The Bruins are a much better team Yep. going into this series. There is no question. People are picking Boston in four, and for, you know what, for good reason. It could easily be a sweep for Boston. And But I I don't think Toronto could win in four, because let's be honest, they have not won enough lately. They but... haven't shown it. Jake Muzzin's coming back in the lineup. He had mm-hmm. food poisoning. You'll actually have a decor. Was it food poisoning or was it the flu? Food poisoning. He had okay. food poisoning. He played one game, and they realized, I'm not feeling well. Because he had the shivers. Right. Yeah, he was not was, the whole Leafs team for the last month or so has been sick, injured, whatever. The decor has never been a hundred percent at all. The same decor that you saw opening night is not the same that it is now. No, but of course, adding Jake Muzzin helps. Callie Rosen's going to get some good looks. He's been he has been iffy at times, but then again, you call him up this late in the year. Yeah, he's going to have some issues. He had a great first couple games, he but did. he's going to have he's going to have to play some solid minutes. And I don't do we have a set. Decor? Do we have all six? Because as of right now, I'm. I, we it's gonna got, be. It's gonna be Riley, Riley Hainsey, Gar- Riley Hainsey, Gardner, Gardner Muzzin, Muzzin, and Rosen Dermott. Rosen Dermott. You're not. If Marinchin plays one game, someone better be on their deathbed. I mean, there's there's no reason. Not I a lo- Lil- not a Lilligren? I, dude, he's with the Marlies. Lilligren's development has been, it's been fluttering. Okay. Um, and we're not gonna go into the big thing about Michael Hutchinson getting called up. I mean, I've been calling that for a long His time. Pat, it's finally happened. Thank you, Toronto. Well, okay, okay. Garrett only, Sp- only, Sparks. only Toronto 
will lose their mind over the Leafs calling up a backup goaltender. Well, yes, because we've been calling for it for the entire season. But here's the thing. At this, it's so, Bring up it's, Hutchinson. It's so late in the year now, it doesn't matter. He's so good, though. It's so Hutch- late in the year, it doesn't matter. Here's the thing. I trust Hutchinson with his small sample size over Garrett Sparks Well, here's the, the thing. Hutchinson's been an NHL starter before. But, he has. But here's, so here's the thing. Just I'm just going to quickly go through it. I'm going to leave it out. Hutchinson deserve it. Unfortunately, I think it's too late because now it shouldn't matter. But obviously, yeah, something happens to Freddie, who Freddie had time. The game against New York Islanders, he played fantastic, played great. But, of course, a couple games before that, he looked like he was dying. So, I mean, his, I mean, is he 100%? He wasn't 100% last year. Was not 100% against the Capitals in 2017. You could call it the workloads overload. Who knows? We'll, I mean, it's going to be interesting. Freddie's going to have to be 100%. He's going to have to dominate. There's no question. This decor for the Leafs, despite adding Jake Muzzin, having the return of Jake Gardner, it's still weaker than the Bruins. I will... I can say that with 100% confidence. It's going to come down to the goaltenders. Will right. Tuukka Rask step up, or will Yaros, even if Tuukka Rask step up, Yaros Halak has been one of the best goal, I mean, you can say backups, quote-unquote, this year. He's having a career resurgence. Boston has the best one-two goalie tandem in the league. No, Islanders. No. No, mm-hmm. Islanders won the Jennings. Robin Leonard and Thomas Grice, are, they are, I will, no, I will. Leonard's, I, Leonard's a good goalie, don't and, get me wrong. And Grice has played phenomenal, too. Grice is Okay, but I take Halak over. Play. If I could have, if I could have Leonard and Halak, then I'd be happy. You're telling me that the goaltender the Islanders got rid of for Thomas Grice is better than Thomas Grice. Correct. Anyways, we'll let you leave it at that. But it's going to come down to the goaltending. Austin Matthews' line is going to have to really step up. They've been dead, dead silent. John Tavares has still been producing like crazy. He's been probably the best Leaf forward in the last how many? In the last month or so. No, he is. He is the best Leafs forward. But then, period. Mitch Marner as well. Of course, he's playing with Mitch Marner. His stats literally make him the best forward. That has been the best line. He is is the highest scoring player in the Leafs history. I think with the playoffs, and if Kadri doesn't try to kill somebody like he did last year, I think Kadri's role is going to really step up in this first round. But like I said, you still have that Marchand, Pasternak, Bergeron line. there's, There's no better line, dude. Toronto, Tor- this is going to be the last point for me. Toronto has to stay out of the box. No, that, oh, dude, that power play is ridiculous. No, they have to stay out of the box because Marshawn and Bergeron will just tip tap tic tac toe maybe give it and to Pasternak, maybe. Pasternak, maybe. Just, give, give Pasternak the puck in front of the net. You can have three guys on him. He's going to score. You cannot take penalties in this series. Yes, I know the playoffs penalties will go down. I understand that. However, but even when, when you do, it's going to be hard for Freddie to keep that puck out of the net. And uh, I've got I've got Toronto in seven. You have Toronto in seven. I they have Toronto. Gonna, they're going to slay the dragon in TD Garden. Or in it all seven. Start. In seven. I like this. It's going to be close. Yeah, I you know I I want they, to, they should win it in six. They should because then it'll still be. In oh Toronto. gosh, if they lose in games, if if Toronto has Lee going into into Toronto for game six and they lose it, I it'd be. Oh, it's going to be tough. Oh, boy. Because be, then you're going back to TD. Like I said. But I'm going like to say said, in the, seven. You say in seven. It could easily be a sweep for one side. But then again, like you said, it could go the distance. Toronto has the potential. Now, whoever gets to, whoever plays Tampa in the next round. <laughs> now, moving on to the Metro. I hate Washington for making me happy. Did, what? You, did you see their, their advertisement that they did the other day? No, I didn't. What did? The Puppy Playoff. The puppy playoff. The Washington Capitals did basically a, you know, the puppy bowl kind of thing, but for hockey. 
That's what they basically did. And it was done by the Capitals, for the Capitals, and I hate it because I, I looked at all those puppies and I was like, oh, they're so cute, but they're the enemy. No caps! No capital letters! None! Well, the Zilch! Blue, remember the blue, hey, don't forget, Alex, the Blue Jackets tried that last year, and uh, look where it got them. Yeah, well, they weren't a bunch of jerks. <laughs> they don't celebrate. They don't do the surge. Well, they, they keep they keep saying that they're not going to do the surge, and I'm like, you know what? You got to do the surge, man. You got to keep it up. You've been doing it all season. But you look at it this way. Washington dominated their, during the regular season. They had, oh, Alex Ovechkin won another Rocky Richard trophy. I believe that's the most all-time then since it's been started getting awarded back in 99. But, man, Carolina's just on this Cinderella run, dude. I want it. I want it so bad. And here's, and here's, the, first and here's the thing. Who do you start if you're Carolina? Does it really matter? Um, Everyone talks about McLean winning 19 games. And, yes, McLean win 19 McElhaney's games. McElhaney's on fire, basically. I would Mrazic's a solid goaltender. He's a solid... He's, play, he's had, I won't say resurgence, but... Compared to the first half of the year, he's played it phenomenal. Okay, okay. Yes, phenomenal. Never would have guessed it. He's played better in Carolina than he had with Detroit. At the end. At the end, yes. Yes. He looks like the Peter Mrazek that got him to the NHL. The, the stuff that he was doing down the, in Grand Rapids, the stuff that he did the, when the super, first... The super selling Czech Republic goaltender, the number two, he wore yes. number two. The goalie, that, goaltender. the goalie that made Jimmy Howard question whether or not he was a starting goaltender. Made a question why he signed a six-year deal. Yes. That goalie. That's who Peter Mrazek is right now. So if you start with Peter Mrazek or if you start with McElhaney. The team has confidence. The team has confidence because McElhaney's solid and Mrazek's solid. And both decors know how to play in front of each goalie. If you pay attention to how they actually play – when McElhaney's in Calvin net, DeHaan is still out, by the way. He, yeah, he, he will, will not, be out he for game not, one. Uh, he will be out for game one at least. Um, but it, when, when McElhaney's playing, they spread out a little bit more. The D is not so close to the net. But when Mrazek's in there, they try to push that outside shot because that, those are Mrazek's money. Those are the money well, saves. Well, it's any goaltender safe. Keep him to the outside. It's easy. But, but what I will say is Mrazek historically has struggled with close up in front of the net, which, thankfully for him, Washington's a lot of their goals, except for if you're um, Oshi, are on the outside. They're perimeter shots, especially and more specifically Alexander Ovechkin. Yeah, because he's sitting in the same Mar- spot for the last thir- 14 seasons. Exactly. As same long thing as, every time. As long as Mrazek can keep that push to the side and make sure that he doesn't go top cheese, you're set. McElhaney historically has played better against Ovechkin, so you may start with him in game one, especially with Calvin DeHaan out, but it's up in the air. You can't go wrong with either way. This matchup is really turning into very similar to um, Harrison and I kind of talked about yesterday. Well, briefly, not in the same context, but we talked about when Minnesota upset Colorado back in 03. When Manny Fernandez and Dwayne Rolson tag team to beat Patrick Waugh. This is shaping up to be that. Kind of an upstart Hurricanes team. I don't want to say he had no business being in the playoffs, but you know what? Nobody really picked them to be there. They, they were have, a fringe. They have two good, two capable goaltenders that can win you games. Going up against, right now, the perennial, I'd say perennial, arguably the best goaltender in the league still. Despite Vasilevsky being incredible. Mm. Braden Holpe is still 
one of the best. He's not Vezina caliber like he was, but no. he can still. He won a cup for God's sake. He's sakes. still top ten. He's still. I'd like I said, he's up there. So it'll be interesting to see how these this game goes. Like I said, it's going to come down to goaltending. Carolina's going to have to score when they can. Sebastian Ajo is going to have to first playoff series for the young kid. That's going to where it's going to be interesting. Well, when they get kicked in the teeth in game one, I'm sorry, Washington's going to come out hard in game one. But Carolina is going to have to do what the Leafs tried to do in 2017. They're going to have to come out, fly, just fire in all cylinders. Ignore the fact that you're playing one of the best teams in the league and just go gun-ho. Hope for the best. Yes, you got smoked by them every single game during the regular season. It is going to be tough for them. I love Carolina. I love they're going to put a lot of good effort in. I think the Caps, though, will take it in six. You say Caps in six? Come on, Alex, can't be biased here. I professional opinion. Professional opinion professional side of me says caps and six as well because i think carolina can squeeze out two i think it's two gonna be just solid like games i think it's just gonna be like 2017 series between the leafs they can maybe win a game first they one can of the get first two, two games they can win one of the first two they may win one carolina at has that ability especially in carolina that's going to be another huge thing but then again this could however easily, this could easily be a sweep though carolina just easily it could be a sweep. It could go to six. It could go to five. It could even go to seven. Oh, you're telling me it could go any possible, any of the four possible scenarios. Yeah. Exactly. It's almost like that's why they have to. Anyways, BS, go ahead. Washington in six or Carolina in seven. That's what I say. That it definitely would be really close. But it's going to be a close. It's going to be a tough wa- one. I just think Washington's experience will help them. Especially since that is they, fair. They now they know how to win. It's not like just they they, they, they know how to win a series too. No, they and, know how and, to. And they have really they, they haven't gotten any worse. No. Ovechkin but, sobered up. <laughs> he's fine. <laughs> he's all good to go. He's like, all right, I'm ready to go. Well, I'm of course, ready well, to get drunk again. Let's go. Anyway. Um moving on to the Islanders and Pittsburgh. This is this is gonna be a fun series for me. Pittsburgh, who barely got in, by the way. Remember that, folks. Pittsburgh gets in. Dude, doesn't matter how they I get was, it. They dude, got in. I swore when Detroit beat them that first night, I was like, oh my gosh, Pittsburgh's going to miss the playoffs. Now, yes, this is a down year. This is this is not the same Pittsburgh team the last three years. It's not the same team that won back-to-back Stanley Cups. No. Matt Murray has looked, I don't want to say average, but I'm just saying right now, Mark Andre Fleury's looking all right <laughs> compared to Murray right now. Murray is not the goalie that he was when they gave away Fleury. When they won back-to-back cups, you're right. He's not the same goaltender. No. The team in front of him is not the same. Latang's older. Crosby's older. Malkin's older. Yes, they're still some of the best players in the league, but they are they are aging. Crosby is... Latang is... Crosby is to uh, Pittsburgh what Tavares is to Toronto. Great player. Great scoring ability, but he's not the best. Tavares had the best season of his career, so I'd <laughs> be careful there. I'm just saying. I'm, I'm just looking how they play. He's a great... Both are great players. Crosby. Phenomenal highlight reel. The entire season. I like. But they're not the youngest guys on the ice. No, that yeah, there you go. But I would say, like I said, Pittsburgh has that experience. They do. The Islanders, out of nowhere. And I just listened to. Um, out of nowhere. I just finished up listening to Lou Lamarillo's ep- or interview from yesterday on Hockey Central at noon uh, on Sportsnet. He was, and it's so funny how Lou is like, you know, for you know, being from that part of the country, being a Jersey boy, being a mob boss, he he mentioned how it's going to be interesting playing in front of, having home ice advantage is going to be huge, especially playing at Nassau. 
By the way, remember, folks, unless I, I haven't heard anything different, but it's still just the first round in Nassau. Yes. If they make it to round two. Round to- one is in Nassau. Round two, three, and four are in Brooklyn. Brooklyn, if they make it that far. That's so dumb. It I, is dumb. I almost want them to lose just so they don't have to worry about playing in Brooklyn. I'm sorry. Sorry, I understand. I'm not, now that's not my pick, but we'll get to that in a second. But I, like I said, they won the Jennings. Leonard, and yes, the defense that did not change. That still has Johnny Boychuk as one of their top two guys. Are you kidding me? Johnny Boychuk is a good defenseman. You ah. just like him because you scored some random goal off the boards in NHL 11. Get off your rocker. Calm down. He won a cup. Yes, but yeah, so did Milan Lucic. <laughs> I'm just saying. Boston won a cup. Yes, eight years ago. The game has changed, Alex. But no, it's the same decor. Robin Leonard has had the best year of his Do career. Do they still have Lucas Pisa? I don't think he plays. <laughs> but, but no, I really like the way they have really turned it around. Thomas Grice is looking like he was in 2016, but Leonard will definitely get the start. However, if Leonard does trip up at all, you can put Grice in net. Like I said, Alex, this team didn't win the Jennings Trophy for no reason. It's one thing if you win the Vesna, but when you have the lowest goals against in the league with your two tan- with your two goaltenders playing equally as as incredible and exceptional, there's no reason this team. I mean, this team, like I said, Alex, up until the last month, they were gonna win the Metro Division. Right. They this, were gonna have this one. Were, this one could go either way. Really I, could. I. But like I said, Pittsburgh has the experience. They have the experience, but do they have the stamina? Do they ha- exactly? That's what's going to be tested in this series. The Islanders, the last time they were in the playoffs was back in 2016 when JT knocked out Florida by himself. Let's be honest. Yeah, Malkin, I, Malkin's not getting any younger. Malkin's still one of the. It's going to be interesting. The Islanders' depth, which was in question, has really proven that it's worth it. Martha Matthew Barzell has not scored like he had last year. No, but then again, he hasn't needed to. He's much more complete player. He can play at both ends of the rink. But like I said, first year the jitters are gonna. Like I said, you have you have the experience around with some of the with the team. You have Thomas Thomas Grice who's there in 2016. Johnny Boychuk, he says won a cup. There is veteran leadership in that room. And Anders Lee's done a great job as captain for this team this year. With the youth, with a mixture of youth and experience, it's going to be a factor in this series. Especially like I said, home ice advantage in Nassau. Boy, oh boy, I'm excited. If they don't win game one, they lose the series. No question. I think they can win game one. There's no question. I just don't. They can Pittsburgh win. is just not that no, no, good No, I year. understand that. They can win game one. But if they don't, that's going to be a confidence buster. Well, yeah, lose home ice advantage. That's why I think if, if they lose game one, they have to win game two. If you go down 2-0 in the series, the series is over. I don't care how many more games you win. If you go down 2-0, it's over. Right. So that's why I'm going to pick. New York Islanders in seven games. Beca- okay. And I say okay. that strictly because I want to think Pittsburgh just because they have the experience, but I don't think Murray's good enough. Leonard versus Murray right now, I'm going with Leonard. His confidence is through the roof right now. He's going to steal a couple. There's going to be a couple games he's going to have to steal. They go out in Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh's not a quiet barn either in the playoffs. People always people can't forget that. I think he's going to play a couple big games in, in Pittsburgh. I don't – the Pens should be able to win – I think they'll win game five in the in the aisle in the island. Yeah, but man, it's going to be a tight series and it's going to be physical. The Islanders are going to have to go balls to the wall. And they're going to do it. Pittsburgh in five. Oh, what? Yep. Get that. 
Get that, get that fire in there. Pittsburgh in five, based hot on hot take. Based on, based on the fact that I think the Islanders are a great team. I think they squeaked in, kind of like squeaked how, in. They were one of the best teams in the in the conference. Okay, squeaked in in the fact that they weren't expected to. Okay, well there you go. But man. I think personally, like you said, it's going to come down to experience, and I think. Murray has an extensive resume in the playoffs. Leonard does not. You're right. I think. I don't think Leonard's ever been in the playoffs. I don't. He might have, but I don't think he's played. Yeah, I think he was. I believe. I believe Murray is a better goaltender when he plays the same team in multiple games. What? Because once he gets that read on the entire offense in game one, he's got him. He it's, really does. That's why I don't think they're making comfortable. That's why but, he's so dangerous. They're going to win in five, and then they're going to get crushed by Washington. Yeah. I mean, that, that, you're, from your going with your pick, that makes sense. But we'll get to the second round after this one wraps up. Now, let's move on to the Central. West side! West side, not the best side, statistically. Except for Calgary. Except for <laughs> Calgary, because who expected? Flamers! Never would have guessed it. Nashville. Let's talk about uh, Central Division first. Nashville versus Dallas. Uh, the Predators, three out of five in the regular season. Yes, because some teams still, still have to play five games against one team, I think. Right. Still a dominant team. Still a very dominant presence. Um, horrible power play. Horrible power play. What's the fair. top four that they have that's inexcusable? P.K. Subban, still looking good. Uh, Wayne Simmons has been doing some great stuff down there. He's been playing tough. And you know what? Nashville, who, like I said, got the Central Division crown because Winnipeg's just, just been blah at times in the last couple months. Dallas does not have it. Oh, they They're going to get beat up. Dude. Oh, yes, physically, yes, absolutely. Mira Heiskanen's going to be scared to death going into Nashville. Jamie Benn is going to be... Jamie Benn, okay, I like Jamie Benn in this kind of a series. Jamie Benn, because he, he can score, he can hit, he can fight, he will fight. He'll jump into the gosh darn bench and beat the heck out of Laviolette if he needed to. That's just because the player he is. But I think the inexperience on the back end is going to kill them. Like I said, Heiskanen's been a wonderful pickup, a great draft pick by Jim Nell and his staff. But the inexperience is going to show. Yes, Ben Bishop has been incredible. He's got the best save percentage. But I, you know what? Power play-wise, I think Dallas, just because Nashville struggled this year, has the advantage. So, yes, power penalties in this series, and yes, I love Are going to be crucial. That's why playoff hockey makes it so much interesting, because there's going to be a lot of hooks and holds. Like I said, a lot of the rookies on the back end, they're not going to know what to do, and a lot of the inexperience in the back end, they're going to be scared. When you have to go in the corner, and you have guys like Wayne Simmons, like Brian Boyle, oh coming bearing down on you, and allowed to do almost anything and everything to get the puck from you, it's going to cost Dallas. It, I think Dallas will put they'll put in a good effort. Bishop's going to have to st- if if they want any chance. Bishop's going to have to steal a game or two. And yes, has Rene looked vulnerable? Absolutely. But at the same time, he's, when you're when you have home ice advantage, he's he has been he's always been incredible at home. You put him on the road, yes, it's different because they they still have UC Saros as the but backup. does Dallas even sell out their playoff games? <laughs> I'm sorry, does it matter really? Yes, because you're going you're going from Bridgestone Arena, which is a hostile dog pen of just screaming, yelling, loud nonsense, and Kenny Chesney, yeah, yeah, or Tim McGraw, whatever. 
Then you're going to Dallas. And which Billy Ray is, Cyrus. Because that's, that's back. <laughs> Stop it. And then you go Don't to Dallas. Take my horse to the town road. Then you go to Dallas, which is literally a... If you like, even Detroit still sells more people than they when you go down to Dallas. And Detroit is one of the worst teams in the league. I'm just no. saying, Dallas. I, Dallas is not like it wasn't when they played in the old Reunion Arena back in the late '90s or the 2000s. It is a not to say a death a, a church barn, but it's not. It's I wouldn't say Dallas would have any home ice advantage. Yeah, I think you know what. This may be the It'd most. It'd be long. weird to do this, but if you put Pecorine in all of your home games and you keep UC Saros for your away games, you're who, fine. Who cares? Yeah, dude, you're fine. I think, I think Dallas gets a win because Ben Bishop will play. Well. I have now. Na- I have Nashville in six. Six. Yep. I'm gonna say Dallas or not Dallas. Nashville in five. Ben Bishop will win a game. He'll make 45 saves. Did I say Dallas games. or did I say Nashville? I said Nashville. You said Nashville too. Right? Okay, na- yeah, Nashville and six because I think, like you said, Bishop can steal two games. I mean, if he he has, he has the ability. If he doesn't tweak his hip or his groin or right, or somebody pokes him with a needle, five or glass. Hey, yeah. well, then again, Hugh Dobin's been one of the best backups. So Dallas, we'll see. We'll see what happens. I just think Nashville will be overwhelming. Um, moving on to the other team that made it to the conference final last year. Uh, let's talk about Winnipeg versus St. Louis. The Jets are going to win. There's. I don't know, man. Let. I, I, okay, know, I'll let you have your take. It's, and then it's I'll easy have mine. enough to say Winnipeg, just honestly based on standings, but the team's four, five, and one in their last ten games. Okay, like you said, they were beaten by Anaheim pretty handily a couple weeks ago. St. Louis, after playing horribly for the first half of the year, all of a sudden. Flipped it on, flipped the switch. Tarasenko became the Tarasenko show once again and looked like the team that I picked to finish second in this division. Because they have really... T- Ryan O'Reilly is, like I said, good old, list, good old, uh, good old listy boy. Leonard Kenny born pretty much, let's be honest. Well, let's be honest. St. Louis is... the. Uh, there's no, uh, You know what? Like I They're said... They're a good team. I'm favoring St. Louis in this series. You look at the same... Really? Yes, Winnipeg has home ice... But I don't think it's mattered. Winnipeg at times has looked like a team that's barely scooped in the playoffs. Oh, come I, on, teach. Dude, I get it. Colorado has not been the best team. <laughs> they've they were able to get to the playoffs. But Colorado has been better than Winnipeg has in the last month or so. Yeah, but... Jake, same, Allen, same, Jake Allen is looking like the guy that they chose over Brian Elliott. Or, excuse me, over Carter Hutton as well. Same, But same token, though. Nashville, they... Or Nashville. <laughs> get over it. Next year. Winnipeg. Yes, they have the home ice advantage because MTS Bell Place is still one of the hardest arenas to play in. It always is. 104% capacity. Always will be. Until they make that arena bigger. I don't see why. I I like it now. I I just like the homey, the tight, the acoustics. It's wonderful. You see? But then I I wrote a report about this and I've talked about it on the show. Smaller arenas are better. Don't spend all of your money like Detroit did and make this huge, big old thing for a bad team. Of course, then when they when they planned this, they didn't expect Detroit to be this bad. But you, you can alter things, anyways. Yeah, Ottawa, but nonetheless, excuse me, Canada. But like Winnipeg knows how to win. They've made to the, like you said, made to the conference final last year. However, Hellebuck has not has has not nearly has been has not nearly, holy cow. Maybe I need more coffee. He has not been as good as he was last year. There's no question about it. Bufflin came back. Bufflin's back. He's looking a little bit better, looking a little more healthy. 
Shifley and Wheeler have kind of slowed down a little bit. Line A has been almost dormant at times this year. It's going to be tough, and St. Louis's offense is clicking. Allen's playing well. Like I said, you don't win eight of your last ten games for no reason, dude. They have been really, really good. I just... I want the Jets to win. Because I'm still knocking on the day Tron and Winnipeg uh, create a civil war in Canada, okay? <laughs> it's going to happen. When that day comes, whether it's Edmonton, anyone versus Toronto in the finals is going to separate the country. By that, I mean... The GTA against everyone else. Basically. Mississauga to Oshawa up until maybe a little south of Barrie. It's just going to be just chopped off. People are going to come in with axes and just hack the Earth's crust until it just floats into Lake Ontario. Here's the question. Because nobody's going to want to deal with them then. Does Montreal not pay attention to this series? but but Or, or do they root for Toronto when it comes to Toronto versus Winnipeg eventually? I don't know. I don't know how they say. I don't know what they say of screw you in French, but um, well, I'm, there's you know what's funny. Like, go quick side note: Montreal and Toronto. There, you know, it's a classic rivalry, but it's not a heated rivalry like it used to be. Now, yes, had the Leafs and the Habs played in the playoffs, it may be different, but it'll. I'm, I'm intrigued to see how this series is going to go. Winnipeg is going to play tough at home like they always do. But St. Louis has been on such a run right now. They're so they're streaking in this playoffs. And that's why I'm picking the Blues in seven games. And you want to know why in seven games, Alex? Because the first six is going to be a home affair. Winnipeg will win games one, two, and five. Blues win games three, four, and six. And game seven, anything's possible. That's why I'm thinking St. Louis will win game seven in the Bell Place or MTS Bell Place. It's going to be tight. Jake Allen will play outplay Connor Hellebuck throughout the entire series. But you know what? It's going to be the offense against Winnipeg against the offense against St. Louis. You're talking five, four, six, five games every night. You know? I do I, know. I agree with you. Partially. Oh, so close. I think St. Louis is going to take it to seven games. They really are. They're going to take it to seven games. Winnipeg is going to squeak out. Literally. They're going to win by one goal in game seven. And because of St. Louis, they're the reason why Nashville and Winnipeg, Nashville's going to win, and the Pacific is going to go to the cup final. Oh, I love it. I I think this may be... This is the Pacific's year. This is the year that... Well, I think in, I'm thinking out of all the first-round series, San Jose and Vegas may be an underlying here. We'll get to them in a minute. But this may be the series to watch in the first round. Winnipeg oh, absolutely. Because you have the really hot Blues team and against you know the, the Winnipeg is, team that's been pretty good for most of the year but has tailed off. We don't have to worry about staying up really too late when it's in St. Louis. Because it's only an hour or two different. Exactly. I'm not getting any sleep. I don't care because you want to know why? Because the series we're about to talk about... I'm staying up for him. Oh, my goodness. Calgary versus Colorado. Calgary wins. I'm sorry. I love No. Well, here, okay. I will say this. Colorado make it interesting. It's not going to be as simple as when Colorado played Nashville last year when Nashville knocked him around. Colorado's been pretty good. They, did, they, didn't get a, they didn't get into the playoffs by sure dumb luck. They won their way in. Yeah, no, they, they, Arizona they was, deserve yes. their place. By the way, shout out to Arizona. Great effort. You guys made it interesting. 
Darcy Kemper, once again, taking a team, playing with a team that should not be in the playoffs, except, of course, when he was in Minnesota, he actually made it, but had a good run, good try Arizona. But if you're the Avalanche, I'm not saying you turned it around, but you're looking a lot better. Mika Ranton has been hurt the last couple of games, but he should be ready to go for game one, which really helps out their offense. Right. Calgary, who won all three games in the regular season. Um, Sean Monaghan is expected to be in game one. He's been hurt a little bit. Sam Bennett, still questionable. But I just think the way that decor is working, Mark Giordano, who dang near almost caused a riot in Edmonton. Edmonton almost trotted way down to Calgary to look for his head after taking out McDavid. But McDavid's okay, apparently. I really... It's hard to pick against Calgary in this series. It really is. And I'll be completely honest with you. We... I really consider Colorado at a lesser value is the Boston of the West. Would you consider... Does Colorado have a better chance? Excuse me. Colorado at a lesser value is Boston last year. They have the one line. Well, they had the one line last year. You're right, and they're and Varlamov has been really sh- streaky. Grub- Grubauer's not the same backup as he was, so it's hard to say the goaltending is much better. But if you're Calgary, they're in a bit of a goalie, a little bit of a I don't say a goalie controversy here or who to pick, but you have it's it's Mike I, Smith. for the team that won the that is the best team in the Western Conference, having two goaltenders that are below league average goaltending. That just shows you how good the team's been in front of them. It's Mike Smith. Mike Smith is going to be in that. You think he's the guy, just on experience? I really think so. I think... I mean, yeah, I, yes, I, he's, I, listen, yes, listen, he's, I love big save He's Dave. like, what, 35? No, 37. He's older. He has he's an 30, eight, I think he's got an 899 save percentage. Yes, he's 37 years old. If I'm not... Mike mis- Smith has this. This This is his series to win. You want to know why? Because it's going to be a great confidence booster when he goes up against, you know, the winner of San Jose and Vegas. We'll get to that in a second. But, like you said, they have a great team in front of them, and Colorado doesn't have the strength. They don't. No, have, I, I'm. They no don't qu- have. They don't there's... have the quickness. They don't have Johnny Gaudreau. They don't have Elias Lindholm. They do not. Abs- absolutely, do not have. A guy like James Neal, who can score, but he, he for some weird reason, he's like, all right, playoffs are coming. I'm just going to start checking everybody left and right. That's why his game is so much better. He doesn't need to be the offensive powerhouse that he was in Nashville or in Vegas last year. Especially he, Vegas. He just needs to just play tough. He's going to be a third liner third liner on this team, like he has been all year, but this is his kind, this is his kind of hockey. He, I think Colorado, The James Neal line is the Calgary shutdown line. I think Colorado will get a win. Just because I feel like there's going to be one game they'll be able to put three or four past Mike Smith. And you know what? If Mike Smith's not hot. You're if, still if you, fine. If you you're, got, if you're you Bill, If you're Bill Peters, you you have both goaltenders on a tight leash. Whoever starts, you can Yeah, throw Vin Diesel in the night. You got Riddick. <laughs> the Chronicles of David Riddick. Oh my gosh. How was... Calgary Flames fans, you have missed out on a great opportunity to make a fake movie poster. Shame on you. But... Calgary, well, that, that'll be the playoffs when Riddick's the main guy. Calgary in five. Yeah. I will say, like I said, we'll keep talking about when we get to the second round, third round. Calgary's weakness will be goaltending. There's no question about it. But the team in front of them has been so good during the year. Good, good. Good, they've been darn good this year. Yeah, Flames in five. I like, you know, Car- like I said, Colorado's offense is one line. That's it. Defense is weak. Varlamov's not great. Yeah, Calgary in five. They'll get one. 
Maybe at home. Who knows? I'm ready to watch Giordano bash some heads in. I'm just I'm ready for playoff hockey. I want I man, take me back to '94, which grab everything, tackle everything, sucker punch in the head. I want hockey. I, I want, want curb stomps with the blade still on. Hey, okay, Happy Gilmore. <laughs> I'm the only guy that I've set a record. I'm the only guy to ever take a skate off and try to stab someone with it. <laughs> Most times been in the penalty box, not because of the penalty, just because he had nowhere else to be because he couldn't skate. Anyways. Uh, uh but so yes. that's that. Um Yeah, let's let's move on to the last series of the playoffs. San Jose Vegas. <sighs> you know what for a tight series like this, it's it's it it is really the the Pittsburgh versus Islanders, Islanders series. Except, however, like at least you can say Matt Murray is a capable goaltender. I don't know what the heck is wrong with Martin Jones this season, but he is not good. He's been awful. No, he really has. I I was talking to. Uh, uh, my buddy at work, and he he's re- he's a really he's a West Coast guy. He's a Pacific Division he's guy. A, he's an LA guy. He well, at, not, he's not LA guy. He's an Anaheim guy. He's an Anaheim guy. He's got okay. Sorry, go ahead. I'll let you. He, he's he's a John. He's the John Gibson super fan I was talking about like five minutes ago. Okay, and, and he was like, "Oh my goodness, literally, this this team does not deserve to win the series, but they're going to. They're going to purely on the fact that they've got Evander Kane." Thornton's still there. and they, Thornton is a... Yeah, Brent Burns is going to just throw himself in front of the puck every single time. His beard in particular. I can't yeah. wait till he retires and he shaves his beard. Nobody's going to know what to do. He's not going to shave his beard. But... Well, we'll look at it this way. Not Mike, until he's like 50. Quickly turn back to Calgary. Mike Smith has a 2-7-3 goals against average in 42 games this year. 8.98 save percentage, winning record. Martin Jones, who somehow went 36-19 and in 62 games... With a 294 goals against average and an 896 save percentage. Buddy, these are junior C stats. I mean, the team in front of if there's anything the San Jose Sharks have, is that the team in front of the goaltending is better than what Vegas has. However, Vegas with Marc Andre Fleury is much better than Martin Jones. It is going to be the San Jose offense against Marc Andre Fleury. Just like it was all last playoff for Vegas. Marc-Andre Fleury is going to have to be the MVP or else Vegas has no chance because Mark and Aaron Bell has not been much better. It's not like Aaron Bell, who's been a pretty one of the best goaltenders, argue backup goaltenders in the last couple seasons, he's looking awful as well. The goaltending is shocking. Now, yes, goaltending numbers are down this year and goals against average has gone up, which I understand. But when you're borderline three, you have probably the worst save percentage. I think Martin Jones does have the worst save percentage out of any of the, play- any of the playoff starters hitting in. I'm pretty sure he does, yeah. Like I said, he's Mike, got, he's Mike, like Mike Smith nine six eight, eight nine six. Like I just yeah. said, Mike Smith I thought was worse. No, I remember Martin Jones. It's just for his, and it's funny because Martin Jones has been the backbone of the Sharks for the last couple seasons, last couple playoff runs they've had. Well, yeah, because who else do they have in net? Well, no, I'm saying, I mean, like, I mean, by backbone, I mean, like, he's actually been able to carry the team. He's, this year, it's not. It's the other way around. It's the team up front that's been doing we'll, it. We'll have to see how he plays, because, like you said, he is a backbone. He has the ability to play well. In- but he just hasn't done it at all this year. Yes, he won 36 games, but that's because you have that incredible team in front. Isn't he the 
winningest goalie this season? No, no. Well, no. other than like Vasilevsky, isn't it? He does have 36. I'm going to take a quick look now because I'm curious because he has that's 36. A, that's I want to see. I want to see who's ahead of him because probably probably Smith. No, Smith only had. Um, no, he has 28, doesn't he? 23. Smith has 23 wins. Really? I'm going to quick. Lower than 28. Well, don't forget he he only played 42 games. Him and Riddick did a lot of splitting. Which is good, because that's what he needs. Let's see. I'm just going to click wins here. I just want to make sure I get this right. Do, 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 do. Only Sergei Bobrovsky and Frederick Anderson have more wins than Martin Jones and Vasilevsky. Actually, Freddie's actually tied with Martin Jones. They each had 36 wins. Bobrovsky had 37. Vasilevsky had 39. Okay. Martin Jones has the worst save percentage out of the bunch. Let's put it this way. Martin Jones has an 896 save percentage with 36 wins. I'm going to give you the top 10 in wins this season, Alex, and their save percentages. I'll do this quickly here. Vasilevsky had a 9-2-5, 39 wins. Bobrovsky, 9-1-3, 37 wins. Frederick Anderson, 9-1-7, 36 wins. Martin Jones, 8-96, like we said. Carey Price, 35 wins and 9-1-8 save percentage. Marc-Andre Fleury, 9-1-3 save percentage with 35 wins. Connor Halibuck, 34 wins, 9-1-3. Brayden Holpe, 9-1-1 with 32. Devin Dubnik, who didn't even make the playoffs, by the way, had a 9-1-3 with 31 wins. And Pecorine, best team in the Central Division with the Predators, 30 wins, 9-1-8. Dude, come off it. This goaltender is bad, but good. <laughs> I don't know how else to say it. He just he makes enough saves. He does, yeah, you're right. How many saves does he make, Alex? Enough. And he may have to make enough again. I fav- He has the ability If you to. look at the goaltending matchup here, like I said, this may be another great series to watch. Well, we talked about it. Because you have Mark andre Fleury, who is much better than Martin Jones. Been playing much better than Martin Jones. Right. However, well, I mean, the team we, in front of Vegas, which let's be honest, they had a real struggling start this year. Then when you put expectations on teams, they don't know what to do. I mean, we talked about it at the beginning of the season. San Jose is going to be the team that they're, they're going to have to score a lot. The same way with Dallas. You're going to have to score a lot. They're, it's, and yeah. it's just a matter of, can San Jose... Score a lot against Mark Andre Fleury. Can they outscore Vegas? Yes. Well, I mean, of course, that's how the series. That's how. That's how winning games works. You score more than the other team. Well, exactly. It's a competition that requires skill. Hockey but, is a skills competition. And it's funny because people like no, it's not a shootout, Alex. <laughs> but people are looking at Vegas winning this as an upset. I don't think so. No, I think it's an equal matchup. That said, Vegas and six. Vegas and six, you say? Yes, just because I think Mark. Mark Andrefer has been just so good this year. He's still been clutch. Like I said, he's played better than Murray. Murray does have a save, better save percentage than Mark Andre Fleury, but Mark Andre Fleury has been more clutch, I would say. And I think he can do it again this year, at least in the first round. This is a tough one. Calgary and Vegas. Oh boy. Oh, oh yeah. This is this is, this really is a tough one for me because because you don't want to hurt your little buddy over. Oh wait, he's an Anaheim fan. No, he's got no dog in the fight. I want to say. Vegas and six, and I might just stick with that. Just but it's a toss up. It the, could go either way. If if Mark Andre Fleury is not up to par, yes, absolutely, San Jose will tear them apart. Because up front, the, you know the top three lines against San Jose against top three lines against Vegas. San Jose let's, wins. Be on, let's be honest. And decors especially, it really could go either way. Both teams could sweep the other one. It's possible. Well, that could happen in any series, Alex. No, 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 I'm talking about just like this series alone. If one goalie does not step their game up and play 
like a playoff goaltender. Well, remember last year, LA and Vegas. Exactly. Jonathan Quick had the best save percentage, had the best save percentage or second best in the first round. Who had it better? Mark Andre Fleury. Exactly. If, if LA you don't gets show one, up, if you lose, if LA gets one or two more goals, they would have won that series. However, this year I just Martin Jones is nowhere near as good as John the Quick was last year. It's a toss up. It really is. So, but I got Vegas in six. You got <sighs> Vegas in six. I'm I'm only saying Vegas in six because I I if I could I would just abstain from this one. You just don't want to. Yeah, you don't want. To. I don't know. I it I I, I don't. Know. I do not know who's going to win this series. This this series and the Winnipeg St. Louis series are probably going to this be. This is t- this is the series where it's going to be at 10 p.m. at night, and I'm like, you know what? I'll watch the highlights in the morning. Tell me when put, the series is over. Put the coffee on the pot. We're going to watch this one. Oh, it'll be close. But yeah, those are that pretty much wraps the first round matchups up. And for those who follow my CHL stuff. My predictions are almost invalid because I've had some because you suck. I had some pretty bad picks in that first round in the CHL playoffs. Uh, a couple of mine aren't looking too good right now. Spokane's whipping Everett right now, and I thought Dustin Wolf was unbeatable. I maybe pretty That's a really t- cool last name, Dustin Wolf. Not as good as um, not as good as Providence's goaltender. You uh, you didn't probably listen to the show. Providence Friars goaltender his his name is Hayden Hockey. Oh hell yeah. <laughs> Oh, oh, hell yeah. Not, a, not as good as uh, Arizona State's Johnny Walker, though. Uh, Johnny no. Walker is better than Bob Beers. No, no. Hayden Hockey. Hayden Hockey? Hayden Hockey. Man, that's great. Dude, when he when he has a successful hockey career... Dude, if he, he had he, not... Dude, imagine if he played a different sport. <laughs> do, do you know where he's from, by chance? He's from... Oh, no. Well, needless to say, Hayden Hockey is going to go have a great, great, successful, like... Meyer League. N- NHL career. No, he'll, may, he'll be a good no, no, Meyer League. He's going to be a great NHLer. He's going to have a you know fantastic career no, you know, and everything. A, and then he's going to go back to his hometown, the Hayden Hockey Club. Oh, gosh. You're horrible. HHC. Oh, boy. Um, so, it's like a little cult of After goals. that, obviously, you know, the playoffs are important. However, right after the playoffs will be the draft. Playoffs. And for this, this year, playoffs. They're doing the draft lottery. Before the playoffs start, which is good because now the scouts are going to go to the World Championships coming up here in Slovakia. We'll actually know who to look for, and the U18s as well that are going to be starting up here soon. Too. It, it's basically okay. I have the first round draft pick. Who do I want? Because don't forget the draft lottery have been after the World Champ or during the World Championships after the U18 tournament, so they don't know who they're going to want or who they're going to be able to pick. So now teams are going to be be able to look. So I went on. Uh, I'm on Takeathon.com right now, looking at the odds for getting the first overall pick among the teams. I'm on TSN. You're on TSN. Okay, um, you probably have better looks. But um, let's quickly go through it here. The balls will drop tonight. Ah, uh, yeah, I haven't hold on to that one. That was a testicle joke. <laughs> Technical spectacles. Wallet and watch. Uh, but I, it's it's. I think it's good that they're doing it now. Because then you don't have to worry about the suspense for some of the teams waiting in the playoffs. Like yeah. I said, the U18 tournament's coming up. Scouts are happy that they're going to be able to know. Especially teams that are in the playoffs that have high lottery odds. You mean like San Jose or teams that are going to be... No, well, like like well, Colorado. Well, te- well, teams are going to get knocked out first. I think they're only really caring about the first uh, 15 that are not going to be in there. But uh, So Ottawa finished last. Um, Last in what? Last in the league. They finished last in the league, so they have the best odds. What are you looking at? Let me see. Here. I'm gonna. I got my monitor up because I have Ottawa having an 18.5 percent chance to get a lottery pick. Yes, but oh no, right? Because it's Ottawa, but it's Colorado's pick. That's right. That's right. I forget about that. 
So no, Colorado. It, no, Colorado has the best odds. It's just, from Ottawa. Just because of the fact that the Duchesne trade. That's right. Because From taking, the Duchesne trade. Good look, job. I'm going to look at this over here. So Good job, Pierre. We're a team. Well, no, you can You're go here. over there. I can, I'll read these off. I want to look at them, too. Um, so Colorado is in first place right now with 18.5% well, chance the of the chance. odds. Um, Los Angeles is quick second with 13.5. New Jersey and Detroit and Buffalo finish out the top five. Then there's New York, Edmonton, all that stuff here. Anaheim, Vancouver, Philly, Minnesota, Chicago, Florida, Arizona, and Montreal. That is the top Montreal 15. has a 1% chance of getting Jack Hughes. Put him up with Ryan Paling. You got yourself a star-studded first-line rookie line. Oh, put, my, oh my gosh, put Max Domi on the wing? No, Max Domi, Max Domi at center. Paling's a, oh yeah, a winger, Jack Hughes. Jack Hughes is a center, though. You know what? Screw it. Jack Hughes, you're going to play wing. Why? Because you're going to have Max Domi down. Oh, my gosh. Dude. Because because you Jack, talk H- about a pet- Jack Hughes is quicker. Fast, dude. Fast line, smaller, great. Gallagher on the second. Oh, my. You know what? Yes, the Habs may not be the biggest team, but they're going to have an incredible first line if that happens. I doubt it, though. Let's, you know what? Let's pick. Let's think. Let's, obviously, the, it, you have the odds here, but let's pick on how it's going to go. We'll start, we'll do the top five at least. We'll start with five. Who do you think is going to fall back to five or move up to five? Who's got the fifth round pick? Or, or no, the f- fifth, fifth overall pick overall? Five. Yeah. Mm, I think Edmonton does. Edmonton jumps up, you think? Edmonton has the fifth pick. So where do you think it puts Buffalo? Or well, actually, no, let's go through the top five and we'll see who drops off then. So okay. you have, so you have, Buff- you have I, Edmonton at five. I'm going to think, you know what, New Jersey, after, you know, I think with just their dumb luck, they may move back to five. That's fair. Just because they already had a chance, and Nico Heeshire is not really panned out yet. Um, in fourth, I I'm gonna st- I'm gonna stay with Detroit. I think Detroit has the fourth overall pick. It's the same way they got Zadina last year. Basically, they're they they've got a high pick. They're gonna get a solid player, develop him well, and he's gonna be a cornerstone of their team. We get to watch him on Friday night. We do because him Hickey Hicketts. <laughs> Well, yeah, Hicketts. I call him Hickey now, because because it's that's a no because he's not he's not Thomas Hickey. No, it's a sex joke though. Thank you, Alex. Ha! But and then they got Ferk back down there. Chelios is down there. Um, Chelios, who's, who got called the NHL just because he plays in the Detroit system. Let's be honest. Well, yeah. And the Detroit decor is awful. Uh, for my fourth, I'm gonna say just because Edmonton moves up. Edmonton, Edmonton goes up to four. Somehow. Um. Third, you know, I think Buffalo takes third spot. They bump up, you think? Yeah, I think they do. I don't. I don't see New Jersey in the top five. Um, who you got for three? I got L.A. They'll. They'll. they'll L.A. They'll. They'll take a step back. I think L- Los Angeles still has a second pick. Who you want to know why? Why? Because the Burt Kreischer bit. Oh gosh! Have oh you, my Did you God. see that? <laughs> Dowdy's sitting there like Bert Kreischer. For those of you who don't know, he's the guy Bert the that Conqueror. Did, he did Bert the Conqueror on the Travel Channel. Or no, it's a Travel Channel now. The Travel Channel. The Travel Channel. Um, Trvl. Travel. But he he's also a great stand-up comic. He's the stand-up comedian that's chubby, but he always has his shirt off, but he still has a hat on, and he's hilarious. And, and he was just so he, he was like. He was getting interviewed by like the LA media girl for their all their broadcasts or whatever, and then takes off his jersey and starts banging all the class. Yeah, go Dowdy! Get that puck! Get that puck! Go Kings! Go Kings! <laughs> and was, Drew Drew Dowdy's just sitting there like, Phew. "We're the worst team in the league. What are you doing?" 
But I mean, they're also the team that had Ron Burgundy call the first half of the second period. They had Snoop Dogg calling the game. Well, yeah, because that's what they do. Hey, that's how. Hey, hey Snoop Doggy Dog. Hey, they're gonna get that puck. We're gonna see. Hey, who wants to get, get it? Who wants to get oh, that? Who's, mo- who's get that, that guy? Get that money. Oh, who's gosh. that? Who's that guy right there? That's Tyler Tafoli. Man, Tyler Tafoli. He's a great player. No, he's a play. He's a play. He's a play. You know what I'm saying? He's gonna. You can stop. He's gonna score stop it. goals. <laughs> I think Buffalo. Wait, did I say Buffalo? I, no, it's, it you was, haven't said Buffalo yet. I said New Jersey. Oh gosh, now I forgot. Uh, Edmonton. Edmonton at four. Who you got at three? Three. Oh gosh, who did? I, no, I said LA falls back to three. Oh, okay. so I'm at because I'm at two now. You see, I got LA at two. Buffalo gets two. Okay, I see that. Buffalo gets two. Colorado gets one. Colorado, just because. Screw, just because screw Ottawa. I'm screw sorry. Ottawa. <laughs> screw Ottawa. They're going to get him. It's, it's your fault. You traded away Matt Duchesne it, you, and this pick and Ryan Dezingle. Bruh, you deserve. You deserve to you not You deserve win. to not get Jack Hughes. You deserve. You to, suck. You deserve it. I mean, I, man. The Ottawa faithful. Colorado. The is, Ottawa faithful. Dude, Colorado's going to be a top three team in the division next year. Yes. Just because well, they're 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 a top division they, they, team they, now. They could have been if they had been playing like the way they have in the last month and a half now during the entire season. It would have been interesting to see where Colorado would have finished. All Swedish no finish. Well, Miko Ranson's back in the lineup, but he's finished. Well, there you go. They're gonna finish up strong. But uh, unfortunately, they just don't have a favorable first round matchup. No, they don't. But uh, yeah, so well, I think that really concludes our. Uh, First round predictions it's on tonight, uh, Sportsnet, and I think NBC Sports Network, the draft lottery. Yep, the NBC Sports Network will have it. Um, it's going to be live on the NBC Sports Network uh, website and app. Um, yeah, no, it should be it should be good. We'll see what happens, and we will talk Playoffs about start tomorrow night, boys. Yeah, we can we can actually t- uh, next week we can you talk know about obviously the first few games. talk about the first few games and. Who we think is going to be picked in the first well top five? Top five. Uh, we'll picks. do mock draft uh, closer to the draft. We'll do our mock draft because I have my all I have my predictions that, or my okay, draft sure. rankings that I did with uh, Puck seventy seven. We'll do that closer to it, which um, is in the end, which after the which is after the finals. So we can do right. We'll do our and fi- and for those of you that were listening last week and you're listening this week, looking for some more CWHL news or NWHL news. Um, nothing really uh, new. Of course, um, then again, with the uh, women's worlds going on right now. Oops, shoot, right. Nothing, nothing has really been set in stone. There's the NWHL been... put a statement out that they're not going to talk about it. Um, right. I, which, I'm, which I'm glad about. Let the girls focus on their game over there. By the way, U.S. picking a big win against Canada. Right. I mean, that's it, definitely it, that, huge. France getting their first ever women's world victory during the tournament. Beating Germany. yeah. France getting in there. Hey, women's hockey, man. It's growing. It's not just growing here in North America. Keep going around. I love it. Yeah. Oh, for those of you that are looking to stay in contact with the show um, and have your voices heard, please use the hashtag the Keel Podcast. Um, tagging us on Facebook and Twitter because you can tag us through Facebook and we can get on Twitter at the Keel Podcast. I figured it out. There you go. Um, and yeah. So yeah. Oh, and also if you're not. If you don't want to use TSN or if you don't want to use ESPN to follow the women's uh, uh, championship, you can also look on Eurosport.com. That is E-U-R-O-Sport.com because they have some good, solid stuff and they love covering international sports. Sports! 
Sports ball. I'm at Bombshell. Thank you so much for listening. For Tyler, I'm your host, Alex. We will see you next time. Make sure to follow the good old Tylenator, TJKU29, on Instagram, at the real Alex Keel on Instagram. And uh, yeah, that, that's all I got. That's been a busy week. We, how many shows have we done the last? Because we did our show, what, last week on. No, we did that Monday. Well, you did two individual. Well, actually, no, you didn't do two individual shows. Because we did, did one last did, Monday. We did the show, and then you did the post show. I did the CHL preview show. I did the Frozen Four preview show. Now the playoff preview. It's been our preview week, is what it has been. You've been busy doing shows. I've been busy working. I have not. Thankfully, you know, thankfully the writing's slowing down for now. Well, the writing's slowing down until uh, the next until I'm the just conference so, finals. I'm just I'm just so happy. Why are you happy? This is my second to last week of school for the year. Oh well, yeah, you're well, still, yeah, well you're, for this school year, you're doing that school thing. So I, I, it's gonna be so nice. And then we'll I can be able relax. To do sh- I can just work. That's all. I'm just gonna work my butt off. We may be doing more. Well, I don't know if more morning shows because I next week I'm Monday through Friday. We'll uh, see. What, probably not more morning shows, but uh, we'll figure yeah. out one time next week. I don't think it's gonna be Tuesday though. Yeah. You work we'll have to make sure uh, that during the days that we do the show, I'm not down in Battle Creek. Oh good lord, that's where my office is. Anyways. 75 Houston Street, Battle Creek. Yes, everyone, go stalk Alex there. Said no one ever. Go stalk me, please. Wait, wait, go or don't? Yeah, go, do it. That way my girlfriend can beat you up with a baseball bat. You have issues. I don't have issues. People in Grand Rapids, come down to the Griffin on Friday night. Look at the two guys wearing moose shirts. It's going to be great. We'll be there. We'll be there rooting for the wrong team. Rooting for, no, for the right team. For the wrong team. Well, it depends on who you're looking at. Here's the... I'm going to root for both teams, and I'm going to look like an idiot in the process. I'm going to punch you. Why? Because you can't. You got to cheer for one team, one team only during the game. Goodbye, everyone. Let's go, Moose! <laughs>